0: Highline H. Really, what
1: he needs to do is leapfrog. All time, keep it Takes a big highline drive down the line. You have entered our Drive. Hi, 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 hi. podcast. Oh, ah, now <laughs> <laughs> we're <laughs> Are <on. I> live. <laughs> Are we live? Oh, yeah, we're good. We're on. We're good. What's All going righty. on, buddy? Hello Yee-hoo. Brett
2: Brettson, Brett Brettson and That's, Nick Nickinson
1: Is that what we're going by for, for the year, Brett Brettson and Nick Nickinson?
0: Can I choose again? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, by all means Then Luke, Lukeley, <laughs> Lukewarm Luke I'm cool with that Yeah, Lukewarm Luke, that'll stick Yeah, something like that Anyway, good to be home Great to be home. What uh, are what we got to chat about today?
2: I reckon we kind of run through how that CD wrapped up and talk some smoke on industry. Seems to be imploding right now. It's kind of an interesting little subplot to the surf community going on right now. And then have a look forward to where we think 2020 and the world of surfing is going to be at.
0: It's going to go next level according to the WSL
2: <laughs> well we have Oprah Winfrey's guy at the helm so yeah he's going to be dishing out cars apparently
0: <laughs> Dish, dishing out jeeps I mean can we start there in industry news that there was a full coup at the WSL to oust the ex CEO Sophie Goldschmidt's and now Elo Eric Logan is top dog
1: yeah, what um, what are what are the mechanics behind that? What is, like, what did Sophie do, and and why why is Eric gonna be so much better?
0: Well, Eric surfs, obviously. It's a a
1: start, a
0: sup. Yeah, he's got the best interests of the sport at heart. He looks like he's a rabid foiler. He he's a dude that rolls out on like a 10, 6 or eleven foot sup into your local lineup and then just whistles you off one <laughs> and goes straight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, do, do we think having a new CEO is actually going to make a change? Is it going to make a difference?
2: No. No. Nah. <laughs> <Nah>. Short <laughs> answer, no.
1: Short, short answer, lo- no. Long answer, no with way more zeros.
0: Uh, are we just, we're just in a t- shit-talking part here. It, I, it's not going to make any difference, but what could make a difference is that they're doing basically a rehash of Blue Water High and now two people get a free ride did you guys see that
2: that's ultra weird hey what do you guys think of that one
0: fuck you'd be spewing if you're on the qs like if you're one of the gadowskis brothers plugging away for 10 years and then old mate gets a free ride over six months yeah i would agree to that pretty
1: i don't even know what you guys are talking about i've switched off after uh after pipe i basically just kind of took a break as we all did because we didn't even do a pipe wrap up but um explain to me please
0: oh the WSL signed a some sort of TV deal to do a, you remember the show Blue Water High yeah, yeah. of course it, Well, it's like a dead set just spin off of Blue Water High there's 10 people or something X amount of people having a surf off and best surfer gets wild cards into the pool and what other event do they get a wild card into I have no idea I thought it was for any event yeah it could be Oh, someone's getting a wild card to something pretty high. Yeah, right. And it what, it's all just a marketing thing? Seems so. It is dead set. Like, they found an old script of Blue Water High and thought, fuck, how is this? Okay,
1: here's, here's my view on it. I'll be 100% okay with it if they use the music from Faker. I want to see Hurricane as the opening song for, for whatever they decide
0: to do. 100%. You know they're going to just, like, over edit six foot waves like they do with the big wave world tour and just put like lo fi on it and make it look really heavy and gnarly. So what what type of people are they getting
1: to surf in these trials? Are they just like look like regular battlers or Yeah,
0: hundred percent open applications. Send in your application. Right. Yeah, there's like a trial trial like send in application thing you can do.
1: Should we all do it?
2: No. I
0: don't want to fucking get beaten on the C T. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: but it'd be pretty funny. We need to do it just to boost our podcast. All right? What, what, what heat score do you reckon you boys are getting out of the pool? Like, yeah, left and right combined total.
1: Um, on the highest setting. On the highest setting. I think I could do a right on the left. And on the right, I'd nosedive on the takeoff. And if I made the takeoff, I would, I'd be too scared to do a, a turn. My backhand's atrocious. So um, probably whatever score I got on the left, I'd, I'd be comfortable... If I surfed away from start to finish and getting a six. A six? Yeah. Lukey?
2: I'm taking off racing the whole way to the inside section and going for a throwaway air (laughs) and getting a point one.
0: Yeah, right. So yeah. Okay. I I'm thinking I'm just gonna trim it. Like (laughs) sort of like jerry lopez just go for the style points and try and grab like a three and a half or four on the left and i'll probably double grab rail the right because i can barely go that quick on a right (laughs) so probably
2: the way to go about it but just try and
1: (laughs) just finish it go for length of ride and start (laughs) claiming it when you get to the end
0: yeah
2: i'm going for length of ride for sure how many soul arches are you doing
0: one, it will be from start to <laughs> <Die away>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I rate right, that. Strato just be yelling, "Holds it, holds it."
1: Um, look, I reckon we should put an application in, if not for us, for Coconut Willie.
2: Now I reckon we um we get our dear friend Elliot Binkins a ticket onto the CT.
0: Yeah, he would spice it up. All
1: right that's that's the campaign how do we do this bingo I'll, we'll look into it two zero two zero two zero two zero start the
2: hashtag yeah stinking binkin for wild card.
1: <laughs> yeah all right sounds good so um, apart from this weird like blue water high wild card thingo that they're doing is there any other changes they're making or is it all just from from what i've seen with elo um he's a he's about the marketing right so he's about the story he's about the story um can you can you sell that much more with surfing I think the thing that sells surfing so well is that it is you don't need to sell it basically like it's one of the things that you say to a lot of people once you do it you'll you'll know what it's about like can you really sell that much of it in the marketing of the sport No one gives a shit, do they? I don't think so. I mean... People that support the sport now don't give a shit.
0: Okay, I I didn't have any time off, so I I read two articles, and one was saying their Instagram's up 700% or something this year, Mm -hmm. and they're posting two videos a day or three videos a day or some shit. It's always reposts. It's never anything new. But realistically, those 3.6 million followers, probably a million of them are Gabby's fanboys, and then the rest of them are core surfers from around the world and if you think how many surfers there are around the world compared to how many people are following the main media page is a piss poor showing
2: i reckon a million of them are russian bots
0: yeah there's a good chance they, they buy followers for sure.
1: yeah yeah well that's like that's part of marketing though like it, it's making it seem like it's bigger than it is so i wouldn't be surprised if there was stuff like that going on
0: like if you look at their content on their instagram page it's like oh i saw that video two days ago i've already seen it it's it's rare that they put up something that you haven't seen already and that's a core surf fan so i mean they're really playing for the for the non-core surf fan and i guess that's where they see money and expansion
2: Mm. this is the whole surf industry's downfall is thinking that we're gonna get a market outside of the core surf industry that fall in love with surfing, and it's fucking side products that come with it. The core market is all there is. So yeah. fucking wasting your time with this mythological mainstream mass bullshit. Yeah.
0: Play, play in your fucking lane.
1: Well, the the problem is trying to achieve the growth, the growth that you know they the entire industry was having in the sort of early to mid 2000s before the financial crash right like where even when you look back at that was that breaking into new markets or was it just the core kind of getting bigger and bigger
0: i think it was all new and exciting though like like surf fashion was sort of like what the active wear of today is everyone wanted it as derek zoolander would say it was so hot right now but now it's just fuck. everyone's wearing active wear like I'm sure we're going to segue into this when we start talking about the implosion that's occurring right now, but, like, the time sort of sailed on surfwear at the moment, and until the next innovation, it sort of will keep sailing past. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, everyone's going to keep surfing, but, yeah, apparel and clothing-wise, it's sort of
1: done. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, there's more and more people in the water now. Like, you see it, you know in your major like surf like places like on the Gold Coast in Australia um, and even places like where we live where it's a bit further away, it's been getting more and more crowded. You'd think that would translate to bigger sales within the surf industry, but it seemed to have just broadened itself and it's not just your major three labels now. It's It's just being so diluted with all this other stuff. And like as the WSL, how do you approach that? Like you, you're looking at your target market basically and seeing how wide range it is. Like how do you sh- like strategize for that?
2: Yeah, who knows? It's it's a lifestyle sport, which is the biggest difference between surfing and say r- running or golf or tennis. Um people get into it for the lifestyle they like being at the beach but to actually then invest your time into watching events if you if you're not competitive about surfing why why would you care about the events
0: i reckon if WSL just sort of went back and played in their lane a little bit and just sort of almost went back a little bit more core and really appealed to all the guys that were into it and you know got guys that are on the fringe back into it and and watching competitive surfing would be just as successful i mean they've tried that before and it didn't work but they're also like they obviously can't have everywhere being a dream location i I think the wsl do a pretty damn good job but they're definitely just trying to sell it out to the mass market and sometimes that gets a little boring to watch yeah
1: is is that the thing though is that if you looked at the numbers and like you you mentioned the instagram before and how up that is in in all its activity and um i don't know what the figures are on like the live stream and, and all the web side of things but if you said that to someone at wsl they'd say look at this we're getting more people looking at the sport mm. um or is it just as somebody who has watched it over such a, a long period of time it's just kind of the you don't like the look of the sport as opposed to you know you, it's okay to see it grow but you want to see it grow more
0: organically and not be as forced Yeah, I think everyone comes from that core background almost where everyone just wants to see it. Almost like back on the Dream Tour days. But I mean the WSL you you gotta understand in this day and age you've gotta be a little bit played out. Like that's just part and parcel of it nowadays with all the saturation and, you know, competition in the in the marketplace. So totally don't mind what they're doing. Just sometimes I wish they had, you know, like that alternative core podcast or, or something that just really appealed to the, the true fans of surfing that have been there from the start yeah because
1: yeah. I mean when if you look at if you look at other sports there's only like out of the other major sports you can't see many of them continuing to expand um, like it, it is I think they already know their market and they've kind of been the same size and like a lot of other sports that I've watched for a long time they haven't changed a whole lot. And I think they're just happy with that size. Is that something that surfing should do? Just be happy with what it's got and know that to go to that next level of sporting, especially due to the format and um, just all those restrictions you have in actual viewing for somebody who is watching it. It's not something you can sit down like a match of football or, or even tennis or something like that. Should they just be aware of that and just be like, this is probably all we can achieve. Let's just make sure we do this as well as we can for the, yeah. for the people that love it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. They're kind of taking like that business approach where you need growth on growth every year, and it's this this unsustainable fallacy that you're going to get new and bigger numbers every year. Same with business. Why is there such importance on growth? Like, if you make a hundred thousand a year, then you make hundred thousand a year, and you just cater your business around whatever the numbers are stop projecting that you're going to make more and more and more and more you're only going to decrease the demand for your product by having these targets and pumping out more and more let's just keep it concentrated and centered in on the actual surf market i think that's the biggest thing with the wsl at the moment is that dumbing it down and trying to play it out to all these new viewers, which may or may not even be there, but it's at the detriment of their core audience who slowly but surely start despising what they're doing because they're just talking absolute smoke and dumbing it down and trying to make it this broad market thing. If you just honed in on your audience and went for it, down that one avenue and stayed true to the authenticity of the sport and its people you're going to create a more compelling product
1: yeah i agree i mean if you look at it the other way though um trying to be a bit more positive about the wsl um what do you what do you like that they're doing at the moment what do you think is something they're actually they that maybe it might have been a change or just something they've emphasized but what are they doing well they the
2: broadcasts, like how they get the events online live free to air is insane like that is a big production what they do and that is just mind blowing to see where it's come from like i was a kid and you had to wait a month after an event to to read about it in a magazine and then it was like results up on screen and now with the full broadcast it's it's bloody amazing what they're doing
0: i reckon as much as like we're ripping on the WSL this is probably a good segue into you know what the WSL is doing good right now is they can do whatever they goddamn well want like we're watching every other surf brand crumble fall or be sold right now and and that's pretty hard work so the WSL just doing such a amazing broadcast or whatever just trying their best and still putting money into surfing still having some faith in it's got to be something because I mean Hurley just got sold and scrapped nearly their whole team Rip Curl they got sold over this last little like break Quicksilver and Bill Wong are under the same banner so you know clearly there's not that much money floating around if brands are getting sold off at least I mean they're still putting money in and still supporting somewhat of surfing whether that isn't core or is it's a bit lame to some core guys at least they're trying and they're trying to boost the sport and keep people involved yeah for sure Employed. I mean, fuck, what else are we going to do without the WSL at the moment? <laughs> yeah. Like, they're the last ones standing, and if he sold, it would have to get scrapped or in pay per view or something. I
2: think the formula's close. Uh, if you look at snowboarding, like, I've been watching a bunch of snowboarding the last few days with the X Games on in Aspen, and the X Games formula is not far off the WSL, but. I think they just there's a few little things that are kind of core to the extreme sports that are under that banner i don't know what it is how the x games do it like i can't quite put my finger on it but they they're doing something right and the sponsorship structure is really similar to how the wsl approach their events with getting jeep on board and all these mainstream sponsors but yeah, it's, it's just around the storytelling of the events and the, the athletes. I just don't think you have to dumb it down too much.
0: The beauty that they get though is a hundred foot kick is a hundred foot kicker, whether it's here or in Colorado, whereas surfing sometimes you get the shittest waves on earth and then WSL has to try and tell us like sell the story from it. And, and that's the thing that will always hold surfing back. It's, it's never the same. It's, it's, it's like the best thing and the worst thing about surfing. It's never the same, but it can be really, really shit sometimes and hard to watch, and they can't sell that all the time. Yeah, And I, they always fall over at that point, I reckon.
1: Yeah, I think that's what a lot of the common viewers kind of stumble at is that you can watch an event and it's shit. They're not going to tune in and, and watch You know, someone hitting a 100-foot kicker. For, for me personally, I love that about surfing, that you can have different mm. waves and you'll have a different winner depending on what the waves are like. I get a bit bored of watching snowboarding and guys just hitting the same thing over and over again. The same with skateboarding. Um, I think the the big test will be the Olympics. Yeah. I think come, you know, at the end of the Olympics, we'll be able to see really kind of the job that the WSL has been doing um, because that'll be the exposure. And then that's when you might get the chance to get a few more people that might not have seen it because it's broadcast and it's mm. out there to see if people will actually go... To, to find it and see what it is and see if they can enjoy watching it. Because um, I think people might like it as a change to, to a structured sport, um, Some, as in some people might. A lot of people won't. And a lot of people will quickly realise that there's a lot of time just watching people sit out in the water bobbing. But um, I think that, yeah, one, once the Olympics happens, that'll, that'll be the big tester.
2: That's probably the main point with getting broader audiences involved with surfing is that downtime where the surfers are waiting for waves there needs to be some kind of storytelling or i don't know what it is to fill that little gap i reckon they need to (laughs) to
0: package it up and sell it to media outlets sort of like what they used to do with fuel tv in australia like they'd package up a day worth or an event worth of surfing sort of into like a four or five hour broadcast and sell it off to the world and i think if they had something similar with that where you've got the live stream and then they have a packaged up thing to the broader audience because core guys are going to watch the live stream and, and sit through the half an hour of slow heats or whatever. But then if there's that four or five hour package they can sell off and send out to the mass market, they can sort of tell the story really well and cut out all the downtime, make it seem a little bit more exciting than what it really was. That would definitely make it seem more
1: exciting. But the problem with that you encounter with that is how there's just today's culture. Everyone likes everything instant. Yeah. Like even, even if you were interested in a, another sport, like um, I was doing this when the cricket was on. If I wasn't sitting there and watching the cricket, I would go, I'd Google it to see what the scores were. And then there'd be a highlight video there, but I wouldn't watch it. Cause I already know the scores. You, mm. you kind of already know what's going on. I think that's part of the problem with, with that packaging up and selling it on is that you get, you know, people are going to look up the result before they go, okay, am I going to sit down and watch five hours of this or or, or something like that?
2: Cricket probably has the same problem. There's a lot of boring bits in between somebody smashing a six or some wild catch. How, how do they get by on that downtime?
1: They have different formats. Yeah. So... Um, well surfing's going that way too surfing is going that way but for cricket you've got your test cricket which is more watched by your, your people that really love the sport that are happy that just love the spectacle and and kind of the atmosphere and, and all of that um and then they've got the shorter forms of the game which is their idea of getting more people to watch and from what i've heard in viewership figures the the shorter forms of the va- of the game are a lot more popular um and i think that's kind of what surfing's trying to do with the wave pool comps and and kind of streamlining the tour a little bit but it's not a different product
0: air shows is one way to do it yeah we saw yeah. that with the airborne this year that was really exciting i was I'm really glad they're trying to do something to fill in that downtime and and get that sort of excitement out but this is where maybe there should be like a a surf off with the top 10 surfers at the end of the year or something like that you know it came up a few years ago but like that's where people can get excited. There's no downtime. It's all really good guys. It's all really intense matchups and, and it can be over and done with within a matter of hours.
1: Yeah, it's all it's all do or die stuff. It's not like
0: having a, a no losers first round. Yeah, <laughs> you watch two rounds of surfing to watch three guys go home.
2: Yeah, I think the inclusion of Red Bull and the Airborne and all of the media content that Red Bull puts out around the comps has been pretty pretty damn good getting a lot more in-depth stories with what goes on in the back end of the tour um the guys traveling around and what they have to go through to get to certain events or whatever it is and then the airborne was pretty sick it's just a good sideshow to the WSL CT format getting to see like Albie Leia, Matt Miola and all those crazy kids get a chance to be on the biggest platform in the world it's insane
0: that's where maybe the double cell should partner up a little bit more with guys like stab like they reintroduced that tour notes thing again this year and and Ashton goggins was doing that I, I thought they were sick yeah I, Like he broke it down gave a bit of the back end of what's going on out there and you know sort of gave the inside scoop i reckon that was awesome and and then vans sort of did it through the triple crown as well and they were doing the i can't remember the pickup pickup yeah. yeah they were doing that i thought a few of them are really interesting. It got yep. a little bit repetitive towards the end, but a few are awesome. they were talking boards and just all things shot. And I think they can tell a really cool story of behind the scenes yep. and what people aren't seeing on camera. Because at the end of the day, people want to know the actual real scoop, not what old mate says at the end of a heat interview. Yeah, They want to know what he, you know, what he's doing in his downtime almost. I thought that was really cool too to watch. And I think that's where they need to be pushing that little bit more just because that can gain a little bit more excitement.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I was just about to say. The um, the personalities of all the surfers on tour, um, there's not many of them that people will follow for their personality, um, especially when you get these generic post-heat interviews that are also bland and it's just the same thing that they said after the last heat. And when somebody does try to express themselves like Bobby or Freddie, <laughs> like you, you get a bit crucified for it. It's almost like a career ender. But there's so many other sports where... You can be yourself whether that be a good thing or a bad thing and it, it just creates something more for people to kind of latch onto, or or you create those villains or um, it, it just creates something a little bit different where you might get people following a certain surfer rather than you know, just going down to watch surfing and just supporting the good guys because that's kind of what it is at the moment is there's that divide between the guys who are the best in the world and then the guys who are making up the numbers. Whereas if you had the guys who are the best in the world and then a bunch of guys with personality as well, mm. then I think you can start rooting for those underdogs a bit more. And if you 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 know, if you have something in common with them or or if you just like the way that they approach it, I think you see that a lot more in other sports, even in more polished sports like golf. There's, there's some characters in golf that, that are a bit more like kind of badass where you don't really get that as much in surfing. I think that's why Mikey Wright and people like that have A bit more Mm. of a a cult following, which is... And they try to push
0: that too until you got injured. Yeah.
1: Yep.
2: I think that's exactly what Red Bull are touching on with their content. You're getting a deeper dive into those athletes and knowing what they're about so you can start barracking for guys that you might not have barracked for in the past. But once you realize, hey, that guy's a funny fucker or whatever it is, or you share something in common with them and you kind of like, yeah, I'm on board with team Italo or whoever.
1: Yeah. That's why I'd want to like give a big shout out to like formula one. It's one of the richest sports in the world. And when you look at it from the outside, it looks like one of the most polished sports just in the way it's run and organized. But they have these guys mic'd up in the car and they can say whatever they want. Mm. And some of the content that just comes from that is awesome. Like you've got guys singing in there and you've got the guys that are like swearing and going off
0: and, like it's I reckon that's cool to have that. People wanna see the athlete in its in their raw form. They don't want to yeah. see polished Geordie Smith after a post interview talking about a pair of sixes. Yeah. They wanna be like hearing him screaming, getting caught inside by an eight footer and breaking his board or, you know, fucking with the other guy while he's out there paddling yeah. around him. Like that's what you wanna see. And that yeah, you're right. In Formula One they do that really well. Yeah. And they almost yeah. sell instead of the tour, they sell the surfers on the tour yeah they don't that might be a way to go f1 does that they almost sell drivers not the actual tour of yeah you know the events yeah
2: absolutely f1 do such a great job at that we kind of all got involved on the f1 platform last year and kind of fell in love with different drivers for different reasons and that all comes down to their storytelling and what goes on off the track as well
1: yeah I mean, it, you use Geordie, Geordie Smith as, as an example. Everyone always knows that Geordie in comps is so different to Geordie outside of comps. Like, yeah. you look at just the way that he surfs. but stab in the dark stabbing this year, th- Stab in the dark this year. And, and the last time he did it was so awesome just to see what he's actually like. Like, he's he's a dickhead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> he, he rode off Paisel so yeah. hard, Paisel wouldn't shape him any more boards. Yeah. And, but, and that's what yeah. you want to see that's You want to hear that sort of shit all the time Yeah,
1: it's classic Like, I, I really enjoy seeing stuff like that And you do not get to see him like that in a WSL setting
2: His one-liners in surfids are that funny He's a funny fella Let him be him and show more of that stuff Baptising people and whatnot
0: <laughs> So if the WSL's listening More Geordie More shit like that Yeah, yeah yeah definitely
1: um i suppose we should probably cover the the results from last year it's still good yeah big big italo with the win i think uh lukey called it
2: i did yeah he was my balloon well from pretty early on in
0: the year from, from, from nah, Margie's. from <laughs> <I was> margies <laughs> when he was doing practice pop-ups in his hotel room yeah
1: I, he's been one of my favorite world champs in the last couple of years, for sure. No, not one of, he is my favorite world champ in the last couple of years, for sure. Because oh, it almost seems like he shouldn't be there as yeah. a world champion. Like It's like if Wilco won that world title once.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> almost like, ah, uh, he shouldn't be a world champion, but he fucking is. And he, and he does it in such a way that you're like, you couldn't hate the guy for doing it. No, I went back and
2: listened to the Portugal pod that we did last year and you guys were saying he's the champion that surfing needs right now and it's 100% true. He's such a fun, loving character. There's not a person on the planet that doesn't like him. Even Gabby was finding it hard to hate him after getting trousered by him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. That's a good call. Yeah, I mean, we, we were a bit worried about Gabby making a full-blown comeback and Really, the, the best way for Idlo to, to win the title was to beat Gabby, and that's exactly how it went down,
0: which was... In, in the best possible form, dude. Yeah, That was the best day of surfing I've watched in such a long time. Like, pumping pipe down to the last heat, like, fucking nail-biter. It almost got to the point where you didn't care who won anymore. You were just like, this is the fucking best that could possibly come out of this. and And it was. That was exactly the script you wanted to see and, and it just went to show as soon as good guys started versing good guys you know that top 10 started versing each other that's when shit got really interesting and, mm. and really intense rivalries came up I mean we're a bit late to the party but yeah, we, we saw Gabby drop in on Kaya because he'd done the math and knew he could win like I mean how intense is that guy That that's unreal that's the sort of shit we need to see more of what are the
2: chances that Gabby drops in on Kaio in the comp following his blunder of dropping in on Kaio, but this time it goes for him like yeah, what are the is the chances that that
0: happens again? Oh yeah what a, that was a fucking power play but it caught everyone off guard and everyone got so caught up in it in the time that they actually forgot that it was just Gabby doing anything he wanted and anything he could in his will and win it he just that's all he wanted he wanted to win he didn't care what he had to do he just wanted to win and i reckon that was got a bit overlooked in the fact that everyone was thinking he was such a dick for doing it that's another deep
2: dive into a character that you'd want to see is into gabby because he's obviously smart calculated and just cutthroat competitive we all kind of get the image that he's just a cunt but under that competitive nature there's a guy that's bloody amazing human to some level in there that you'd want to connect with
0: it's heavy to say this but i was a bit young when slater first started baptizing people but but he was a bit of an arsehole too at the Mm. start yeah everyone fucking hated the guy because he was so competitive and would do anything to win And, and that's exactly what gabby's doing now like he's just doing anything to win and i i think they should play that character as just the crazy competitor not not the wanker the how driven and determined he is to win anything at any cost
1: yeah they refer to him as the super villain a lot i think that's pretty bang on
0: yeah i don't mind
1: that yeah at least uh, yeah play it like (laughs) yeah just accept it it. it. for sure
2: um but it's just getting to know the substance behind what makes that super villain yeah yeah
1: yeah definitely um Back to Idlo though, like finishing the last three events of the year, a second and two firsts. That's pretty phenomenal. Like that's that's incredible to put yourself in the position to win that world title. Like you say, it's funny because he he's the guy that you kind of expect to not be in that position, but that's that shows that he's got that same sort of drive. Like he he's out there to win, and you don't just go out there and come second and then win the last two events of the year
0: it's no mistake like he's got that same sort of drive has anyone had a better year than him um points wise yes but in terms of like he won the isa games in japan then he won two events in a second coming home from that event like jesus that's some confidence like talk about going on a roll do you reckon he can do it again i'd like to see it um
1: Seems to be a thing with all the the Brazilians. Every time they do win a world title, the year after is always a soft year. It's happened with Gabby and and D'Souza. Um, so I hope Italo is different. I'd would be happy to see him do it. I'd be really happy to see him back it up. Because I mean, your top five is Italo, Gabby, Jordi, Philippe, and Kolohe. Um, that's to me. They're all young guys. That's kind of the future. I think that's our next five years, plus John if he keeps competing. If he stops getting injured. And stops getting injured. I think that's our our top five for the next
0: kind of five years or so. I'm kind of happy with that top five. Jordy might slip out of there just because he's getting a little bit older than those guys. But, like, where the fuck was Julian? (laughs) What, What did he end up? 11th. Yeah, that's a piss ball form. Yeah. I don't know
2: if he can sustain the level that the Brazilian top 3 guys are going to be running at from now on. They're like stomp rate on tricks, their competitive drive, everything that goes into what makes them crazy is a card above where Julian's at right now, don't you think?
0: Uh, I think Julian and everyone else as well, like I know we talked about this last time but i still don't think john is in that same league as um gabby and Philippe right now in terms and Italo, in terms of just stomping trick after trick and just hitting every section massive and going for broke every time i think you don't john think so? i think john matches them when the water gets a little bit bigger and heavier and i think that's where john really comes into his strength but two to three foot beachies at the moment i just don't know if john's got and with his knee blown out again i don't know if he's got the confidence to go huge at the moment
1: i don't know i would like to reference his results from this year apart from the the ones he was injured injured he had one 17th,
0: two wins a third and two fifths yeah i'm saying it for this year i know he came yeah. back and did it last year but like now it's happened twice do you think now he's sort of got that in his mind he's thinking man it's happened twice like i just don't want it to happen again because that would sort of be the end of his career if it happened a third time. Do you think that might niggle in the back of his mind and sort of say to himself, I won't go absolutely berserk on this last section. I'll, I'll do a like a layback nowadays. It's pretty safe. But instead of Italo hitting it and doing those massive loop-de-loops like he was doing in Portugal.
2: I reckon he's going to come in swinging and there's going to be a few more events that play into his favour, like with the inclusion of G-Land.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope so. I just, I think it's a little bit something like it's in my mind is thinking that, yeah, yeah.
1: you could you say the same for for Philippe, like yeah, with with his injury this year, and he he struggled through that back half of the year with like carrying that injury. Um, I don't know. There's I can't think of any other surfers who have had an injury and they've pulled back from it, or multiple injuries as well.
0: I mean, yeah, look at Fanning. He came back yeah. really strong, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it might even have the opposite effect. I mean, I'm only speculating, but now yeah. he's got it properly fixed this time. He might think, yeah, now it's as good as bulletproof. Ever. Yeah. Fingers crossed, because I think adding John into that conversation. I mean, we we're just talking about characters, uh, and I think with that John's mystery character, it really adds a another flavor to your outgoing Italo super villain Gabby Misto John. Like it, it really adds a good diverse crowd up that top five.
2: Yeah i'll agree
1: to that yeah i'm i'm excited for the the title race this year it should be interesting um especially if everyone's healthy and 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 surfing well and i'm pretty pretty happy with the events on on tour this year i'm happy that g land's back that'd be laugh. that'd be great to watch i reckon um but down the other end of the um the leaderboard i suppose is what they call it um we have lost a few people. I'm a bit upset with Ricardo Christie um, because he had the chance to complete the year carrying all seventeenths, but he went ahead and got a ninth, at <laughs> pipe. Um, as far as other guys that we've kind of lost on off, off tour, um, who, who surprised you Luke? And who do you reckon? I mean, who do you think will bounce back and, and kind of re-qualify soon?
2: Ooh surprised to lose Seabass to some degree just losing that character he his character always kind of shone pretty bright being a bit of a larrikin um, don't know if he'll bounce back who, who have we lost that we can name a few names for us here
0: Zeke yeah Zeke you he'd be my yeah. surprise he's a pretty powerful sort of dude but he he had a full shocker interesting this year though like a guy like jaddy andre sorry i know he's fallen off but he's on the top 10 of the qs and you can't do that next year you can't double qualify can you really you can't oh sorry you can't do both is that did i read that somewhere or am i making that up i don't know if it was after pipe remember i did not say it (laughs) I know they're changing the way you can qualify. Uh,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. I have, a, I have a vague recollection about something to do with that.
0: So I don't, I don't think you can qualify through both tours anymore. You've got to okay. qualify through the CT or you qualify through the QS. You can't do both in terms of qualifying. So you don't get all those double qualifiers like what we're seeing with Jaddy Andre. And, and yep. I don't think... I think that's a good thing in terms of it's going to shake the tour up really consistently... And you're going to see that bubble of guys come on and probably more personalities. But in the same time, it would be really hard to swallow. In in that case, is there no point in the guys on tour doing the
1: QS at all? Not really, no. Yeah, you might as well just focus everything on, on the tour, right? If yeah. that's how it works. I'm not sure if it is. Um, one one person that we lost that I had a bit higher hopes for, um, mainly just being... The uh, I don't know another guy from Australia that I'd like to see qualify is Sully Bailey. Um, knowing how well that guy surfs, especially when the waves are good, he just seemed to be on the bad side of a lot of heats this year. Um, heats that went flat, heats that just didn't kind of cooperate with him. Um, I think it, he would be very frustrated just in in that run, knowing that he can kind of I don't know show the world what he's got a bit more than what he got the chance to. Um, I'd love to see him requalify, but I think it'd be a tough thing for him to achieve again. Um, but I mean, all the best to him on the QS. It, I know he's going to try and try again. Um, but yeah, I think that's someone like that is someone I'm. I, I would have loved to at the start of the year we were talking about him doing well, and um, a bit of a bummer to see him see him fall off.
2: He did start to loosen up in the back end of last year, but it was a bit too little, too late. But yeah. Be interesting to see how he goes on the queue this year. I think it's going to be a lot harder on the QS this year for someone like him. Coming up against a lot more of the younger crew from around the world. Brazil has a lot of good grommies coming up through the QS. A couple of, them of Americans and then just a random international crowd of hungry kids.
1: Yeah. And on the QS side of things, qualifiers for next year. Bit of a mixed bag. A couple of Brazilians, a couple of Australians. Um, the big man, Frederico, securing his spot permanently this year because he was an injury replacement last year, which is good to see. You um, talked about Jaddy already double qualifying, and the same with Iago. Um, who, Nick, who are you excited to see next year on tour?
0: I sort of can't wait to see... I mean, everyone's talking about Jack Robbo. I, I don't know how he's going to go when it's small. He'll, he'll be awesome to watch if G-Lan's pumping. Um, I'm actually really excited to see how... Can you say Yago Dora? Because he's already on there. But I think he, he really improved as the back half came through the year. And I think next year he's going to be a lot stronger. Mm. And I think the other guy's going to be um, Conor O'Leary with a second chance coming on. I'm really excited to watch what he does this time because I yeah. think he's being dropped by Quicksilver, so it sort of means a lot at the moment. As in ter- It's going to be in terms of, yeah, you know, it's going to be his income, so I'm really excited to see what Connor can do. I think he's got some strong backhand snaps. A lot of waves are going to suit him too this year, so yeah, if I could answer it just with one guy, it's Connor O'Leary, but Iago's my second pick.
2: Just on Iago, did you guys see the B-side clip he dropped?
0: Yeah, he was ripping out that Hawaii season, like he, every session, like he seemed to be that guy out pipe. He was, fully next level i didn't realize he was so good in big waves
2: that clip probably going to be the clip of the year that was insane a few weeks in into the year it's a bit early to call but fuck that was insane and that's just from luke's Luke's already locked it in surfing around the events from last year it must be tough for iago to be that in form without a rashy and then as soon as you put a rashy on you're just wobbling
0: i think he's starting to slowly find it during the back half of the year, had a good showing at Pike. Hopefully, he just loosens up a little bit this year. Now, he's done it once, and you sort of think, maybe I can do it again. So, hopefully, he sort of comes out just and goes for it and realizes he's got a crazy stomp rate. Yeah, fuck yeah. Goes huge. Yeah. Who are you excited for, Bredo? There's a couple of different guys on there.
1: Um, I'm all for the guys that have got the second chance. We talked about before guys falling off tour who you hope to be able to jump back on um guys i'm i'm in in agreement with you about connor um love to see him surfing good especially being a powerful goofy footer um ethan ewing is the other one for me yeah i forgot he even qualified um yeah like he had a, a great hawaii season and and um just having that those waves suit him so well and it's where you get to see him really be smooth he's kind of uh, it's, I don't like drawing comparisons to Parco because Parco so stylish, but it's just that effortless
0: style and power. He, he's sort of got like a combo of guys, I reckon. Yeah. Like an AI. Everyone loves to do Parko, the AI. Yeah, Like A bit of fanning, flair. Like yeah. he's got a really good mix of styles and I think he's, like you said, just incorporated them into the smoothest, nicest surfing on open faces. Mm. And and only reason he went bad the first time he went on, he's a bit young, yeah, but he sort of just didn't throw his weight around enough and trust his surfing. He was a bit safe. And yeah. I think he got called out for that pretty quick. Yeah, definitely.
2: I think the biggest difference this time around compared to his first spin, he seems a lot more hungry, almost pissed off even.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that for him qualifying the first time, he said he was young, but I think he was rightfully there. And mm. I think he, it might have just taken him to get knocked off to realize that it is... You know, he deserves a spot on tour, the way that he surfs. Hmm. And to see him fired up and going for it a bit harder is, I think it could be really dangerous this year.
0: Yeah, it yeah. could be like Ryan Callanan and when he came back on. Yeah. You, you sort of get that taste of like, oh, shit, can get taken away from me pretty easy. I'm going to come back and work twice as hard. And yeah. then, I mean, Ryan Callan came back and he, he was flaring this year. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I hope that's what's happening with a couple of these guys. Like they're coming on and they're sort of going to stay on would be good to see for sure we'll
1: probably do a bit more of a preview as it gets closer to the start of the season in March um so have got a bit of time to keep an eye on these guys um everyone that's on tour at the moment and guys who are you know starting their first lap guys like Matthew McGilvray who a lot of people haven't heard of um just being able to see people like that surf a bit more um so we'll be able to do a bit more of an in-depth in preview and and give a, a bit more of a i suppose structured shit talk yeah for structured shit talk of of how we think guys are going to go this year the the real reason we're here the surf industry is imploding luke start us off where, where do you want to start <laughs>
2: oh man it has been a bloodbath with hurley hurley is looking pretty fucked right now destined to be in big w and which is a slow and painful death. Yeah, interesting.
0: Yeah, and that's not to forget that Ripco also got sold and there's been a few cuts and changes there too with Wilco going and Nicky Van Dyke going as well. So I think, it's, yeah, everyone is feeling it and, and I think this year is going to be the first year where, and next year where you start to see a lot of open real estate on the nose of boards. Like, there's going to be a lot of unsponsored guys and, and it's not going to change anytime soon.
2: Yeah, rumor is Gabby's going to added ass. So I wonder if there's going to be other big players going to those full sport labels to get the bucks that they deserve.
0: Felipe to Rip girl.
1: This is Nick's, Nick's theory is Felipe's going to Rip girl. Why? Yeah, I've I've heard that too.
0: Why is this a thing to fill in Gabby's spot? Who else are they going to get? They can't afford they can't afford anyone else, like um. John will, John will probably go to like Nike or something or Falcon.
2: Nah, John then, will go to Vans. You reckon? Yeah,
0: maybe. Yep. They've got the money for him. Like he has to go somewhere where there's a lot of money and I don't think Ripgirl would pay that sort of money just after they've been sold. And I think Felipe no. is the only other guy that makes sense. If Gabby goes, it's the only other guy that sort of fits. Like Julian's going really. to Blue Lemon or something shit. Like That's not company. shit. That's awesome. Great company, but, you know, someone that's outside the surf industry he won't be afraid to do that yeah um
2: well i've heard he's just gonna run red bull on the nose kind of like kolohe and Carissa do
0: yep that makes sense
1: yeah Uh, it'll be it'll be an interesting couple of years with with sponsorships now that a lot of the core companies are kind of getting getting sold and realizing that there's probably not much value in sponsoring a surfer when you have the amount of income coming into the company as we discussed earlier yeah um those those you know the shrinking dollars within those core companies mean you can't afford to support the surfers i think they'll still have a bit of support in the events yeah um but for the surfers like
0: there's there's no you, you reason. You gotta justify yeah. what you what you're outlaying. And everyone's been saying that for how many years at Hurley? Just going, How the fuck do they afford yeah. to pay? Their team was unbelievable. People saying, it How do they afford the to pay for that? <laughs> yeah, how do they afford to pay for it? Well they couldn't. They couldn't afford to. And, yeah. And we saw that the second they got sold. That the new company went and just goes, How much in wages? Yeah. And just put a big red line through everyone and anyone that they could at the time.
1: Poor Jaden Nickel. He was hanging on for so Simpo. long. Simpo, a lot of lot of guys, a lot of guys iconic with with Hurley actually. Rob Machado, yeah, Rob Machado. I mean, I think it'll be interesting. I think a lot of those guys that you just mentioned, then that's like they're the type of guys that were hanging on as more like a ambassador. ambassador. Sort of yeah, like kind of yeah yeah. They've just been with the company so long; it's just what you expect to see on the nose. They wouldn't be getting paid as much or or i don't know what they get paid at all but um just be getting free product basically yeah but i think you'll see you'll see i mean guys like that won't pick up anyone um in the future like that's they'll just have to go into into other things I'd, i'd say but the guys on tour and the girls on tour um nikki van dyke people like that who are still at the top of their game and relevant and people just expect to see a sticker on the nose i think that's where it's going to go to more of your active wear um adidas Reeboks. reebok um nike uh lululemon i mean did sally see this coming
0: yeah well so did um Malia manuel yeah yeah she's got lululemon yeah has got under armor Breeze. those girls are ahead of the curve
1: i want to see philippe go to Armand breeze
0: <laughs> that fleet thing. The only thing that I, I think you get a rip Curl is if if, if Gabby, Gabby goes, goes to Adidas, us, yeah. Like Billwon can't afford to buy him, Quicksilver can't afford to buy him. Yeah, and it really only leaves Rip Curl.
1: But I think Rip Curl is going to do the same thing that Hurley have done. They'll they'll look at their one big guy. team. Well, that they still have a pretty large team, especially at juniors. Mm. Um, that Rip Curl have tended to hang on to their juniors for a long time into. Um, you know the QS career guys like Davey Cathles and, and I mean Wilco held on to him for a lot longer but they, Wilcox. they sponsor a lot of younger kids and, and hang on to them for a long time whereas I think they'll look at that and start being a bit more cutthroat mm. um, there's going to be a lot of blank noses out there um, mm. it'll be interesting to see what type of companies do step in and, and pick it up like what's what's relevant when you talk about a surfer and getting return on investment what makes sense
0: Yeah, know well, if you're paying a guy 150 grand a year well mm. sorry if you even if you just pay him 100 grand a year he's got to bring back in 150 yeah just just that one guy and, and that's a shitload of t-shirts in this day and age when there's the saturation levels that is in the market
2: i think they've had it easy for so long surfers yeah. when you look at like the f1 guys they got to bring their own sponsors to to the team and they they are yeah doing crazy marketing jobs for those guys yeah, I think on. that's
0: where guys like um, are just going to have to realise that maybe they need to do a bit of a Gabby and have 150 stickers on their boards that are all paying them 10 grand each like just got to sort of sell yourself like you've got to be and portray your character so you're relevant and so you're liked and, and have your own little place like your own little niche in the market
1: the yeah. The opposite side of that is someone like Kersey. Um, Kersey, when he got off tour and stopped being with Rusty, um, he picked up other sponsors that weren't within surfing. Travis Matthews is a big golf brand that sponsor him. Um, and he just ended up taking all the stickers off his board. He just runs a blank board, but it's just through association that people know that he is sponsored by Travis Matthews and stuff like that. Um, I wonder if that's kind of the way it's going to go where you're only going to be putting a sticker on your board if it's paying big time instead of having a lot of them on there. Then, I mean, for something that's paying 10 grand a year, that's a tax write-off to whoever's paying it to you, really. Hmm. Um, And I think that's probably what it'll be, like, especially for the lower guys. I think they're the people that will struggle. Hmm. Um, I mean, when, when you look through the prize money last year, guys on the QS...
0: No one no one in the QS made over a hundred grand. Well even on the C T, like your low level guys will make yeah. hundred and fifty grand a year by the time you take out your expenses. Yeah. It doesn't leave much bread left on the table. Exactly. So it's it's gonna be interesting, especially too, like they signed that ten year deal with WSL, with pay and everything like that. So Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting sort of world in the next five years once Hurley's sort of chewed up and spat out and what sort of pans out across Billabong and Quicksilvers and all those sort of guys, and who steps in? I'm mm. sure there'll be brands that step in and overtake, but.
2: It's almost going to force the format of the CT and the QS to downsize exactly like what we've been talking about over the last year of having a smaller pool of athletes and making it more cutthroat.
0: Yeah. Dudes can't afford to be on the CT, so they need it to be worth their time if they're on there.
2: Well, yeah, even the QS. How many QE guys are going to get cut from teams and not be able to afford to do it and just realize, fuck, this was a long shot anyway?
0: Or... But realistically, outside that top, we just talked top five, but let's, let's say top 10 guys, who's selling board shorts really? No. No one. No one. No one goes in. No, I mean, I work in a store and no one comes in and says, give me the shorts that John John's wearing even like you might get one in a hundred guys coming and go I'd love a set of Julian Wilson breast cancer awareness shorts like no one gives a shit they just walk in they go what pair of bodies looks good I'll get that they don't care if there's a name on it or no name on it yeah it's got to be brand named I I still think that's relevant but in terms of a surfer's name attached with it, it means shit
2: yeah there's pretty much only been three dudes that could push product and that was kelly john and dane
0: even john's return is shit man i can't sell john stuff (laughs) (laughs) jack freestone outweighs John. as as the highline
1: who who are we sponsoring like who would you actually see value in in putting money into that you could realistically afford as not being a big brand that's going to spend millions hard I think, is there value in any sponsorship
0: i think actually rusty's deal with wade carmichael was a good call they wouldn't have paid much for him and he's he's got his own little sort of marketability he's got his own little style and individuality and i think they can make him fit with their brand
2: there's definitely value in sponsoring athletes as soon as the brand stops sponsoring athletes they're going to become so irrelevant to the surf market. Like if Billabong dropped their whole team, fuck. Yeah. You, you're going to be pushing shit uphill at that stage to even think about marketing and putting product out there.
1: Who who do do sponsor? Bear Grills. I have no idea. They do a lot of
0: that product placement sponsorship.
1: Yeah. And yeah. If, if they're the companies that are, are taking control of the core surf companies is that what it's going to go to
0: well even with like your patagonias and stuff a lot of that time of the time they've got athletes Hmm. and but there's a lot of product placement yeah within you know movies and everything like that and i think that's an avenue that you could see moving forward is is more instead of individual surfers being sponsored there's more product being placed in obvious areas i mean hurley with their board shorts at the olympics yeah it's just a shame Hurley's gone to shit. It means nothing. <laughs> now. But if Billabong yeah. got that and they continued down the surf industry line, I think that would have real value because yeah. you think of the actual audience that's potential for those. It's, it's actually, the whole world. Yeah, and They go, oh, they're Billabong board shorts and they they must be the best ones. And, and especially in a format like that where branding's actually not allowed to sign that as- exclusivity and be in that sort of arena. I think that's something that would be worthwhile I think
2: it's on these brands to do exactly like we were talking about what the WSL needs to do and and that's to tell the story of their athletes I've been watching a lot of videos from Patagonia and North Face and other outdoor brands and they will do pretty much an in-depth movie on an athlete climbing Mount Everest or whatever bloody outrageous thing it is but it goes deep onto that athlete and their psyche and It's not only product placement, but it's giving you an attachment to the athlete and and to the brand as a whole. I just don't think the surf industry has done a good job at that.
0: John did 12. How they did one off every event, didn't
2: he? Yeah, that was sick.
0: That was sick. Like, that sort of shit.
2: That's one player in the whole game, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I agree. Those (laughs) docos are sick.
2: You need to give your athletes a platform. To showcase what they've got, I think Globe were really smart back in the early two thousands with Dion having Dion TV and the way they got cut through with their product and storytelling at that time was pretty insane. Just through Dion being able to yeah. be Dion,
0: WSL could do it. They've got the resources. Yeah, they've got enough cameramen that they pull pay full time. They can just film dudes when they're not filming in the event, basically.
1: Yeah, alternative content to watching people bobbing out the back.
0: That's, <laughs>
1: That's good. It. Yeah, hey, we've it's... gone we've gone full circle here. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. We've solved yeah. the issue. Well, I don't think we've solved anything.
2: <laughs> the WSL could be running those like snippets of that content in between downtime in heats, kind of thing. Where hey, this athlete's out in the water. This is
1: what they've been up to.
0: They just segue to Geordie in the jacuzzi. <laughs>
1: baptizing people sure. yeah maybe they just need more catchy little like segments like geordie's jacuzzi where he just runs like a little podcast in in a sauna <laughs> oh, we can make that happen
0: yeah i will. i think we've solved the world's issues boys
1: i don't think we've solved anything but it's good to be back it's yeah, great to good be back to be good talk and smoke um we'll be back in a few weeks right I'd say, so. yep. I'd
0: say so yep try and do it a bit more regularly i'll be away for one so i'll see you boys in march that's right well
1: we can talk enough smoke without you i think
2: there's a lot of kiwis between now and march
1: yep. a lot of q to be chatting
2: all right we didn't all even right. touch on girls but
1: that's next time next we'll, time yeah yep. there we go we've got an idea for next pod
2: excellent wrap us up luke what was that Th- thanks <laughs>
1: mate <laughs> i said wrap us up luke <laughs> Okay, see you. Bye.